attention to the word of the Lord today, the book of Romans, chapter 1, and we're going to read just a few verses of scripture. Now, we got some good preaching already this morning. That was powerful. And uh, the things that were shared and from the life group participants uh, blessed my soul. And uh, so we're going to look into the word of the Lord this morning. I feel something in my spirit that I'd like to share with you. Romans chapter 1, verse 14. I am debtor. This is Paul speaking. I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I want to read that again. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And there's a reason. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I would like to speak to you for a few moments this morning on this subject. The power of God is in the gospel of Christ. The power of God is in the gospel of Christ. Could we go to him in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything that has happened this morning. Your spirit is moving in this place. And Lord, someone has come into this house with a need in their life. I pray that you will minister to that need in Jesus' name. Lord, we come today asking for the moving of your spirit. You have responded to our prayers. And we pray that your gospel would go forth with clarity and saving power in the precious name of Jesus. Everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. God bless you. There is no telling exactly where we would be without the power of God. We are much more, infinitely more dependent on it than what we will ever realize. It is the power of God that sustains us daily. It is the power of God that gives us strength to breathe. The power of God that upholds us. The Apostle Paul said, or the Apostle Peter said, we are kept by the power of God. It's very important that we understand that, that it is not by our power and it is not by our might, but it is by his spirit, saith the Lord. And that is a reference to anything. It is not by your might, and it is not by your power. No thing, no good thing can come from this earth, but it comes from above. Down from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The scripture describes the power of God. One of the first instances that we recognize the power of God is as soon as the Bible opens. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. That's the earth before the word of God entered the picture. 
But when God entered the picture with his word, he took what was already in place but was void and without form and darkness was upon the deep. The scripture says, God said, let there be light. Hallelujah. And there was light. God in his power spoke into impossible circumstances and brought forth the beauty of creation. That story of creation is more than a story. You look around you and you can see that God created all things that are in this earth. You can't look outside and be honest and think that those things came by themselves into this world. You can't look at the seed bursting forth from the ground in vegetation with honesty and say that this thing developed on its own. You can't look up into the sky and see the sun or at night see the moon and the stars, see the clouds passing overhead and honestly say that these things developed on their own. You have to acknowledge that there is a God who has all power. Not a little bit of power, not much power, not some power, but all power. Hallelujah. I liked what they said in the small group about prayer and about how it's so important to pray because if you want to get a hold of this power, you've got to pray. If you want a little bit of power, then, then do a little bit of praying. If you want some power, do some praying. But if you want all power, just do some all the time praying. And you'll get a hold of a mighty God, hallelujah, who has all power. May I remind somebody that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. The God that I preach to you today is not a weak God. His ear is not, is not heavy and his eye is not blind and his arm is not short and he is not slack concerning his promise. He is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we can ask or think. If he were a weak God, I wouldn't be preaching about him. But I know him for myself. And I found him to be faithful. I found him to be worthy. I found him to be all powerful. Yeah. Hallelujah. The power of God. We see it at work in creation. His ability to speak into absolutely nothing. And create something magnificent and beautiful from it. This is the power of God. We see his power on display throughout the scriptures. One of the great accounts of his power is found in the book of Exodus. When the children of Israel were escaping as an exodus from the land of Egypt. And they came to the Red Sea. Seemingly stopped from any forward progress. They had, they had made their exodus, their escape from Egypt only to be confronted by the raging Red Sea. And when they looked to Moses and said, did you bring us here to die? Moses looked at them and said, I don't know what to tell you except that if you will stand still, you will see the salvation of the Lord. So you can live for God a little while and you learn. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. 
I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I don't know exactly which direction he's going to take to turn this situation around. But I've lived for him long enough to know he will never fail you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He has all power and he will move on your behalf. So if you'll stand still, you will see the power of our mighty God. He didn't bring us into this wilderness to drop us, to leave us, to lose us. But he brought us here to show us he loves us. And he will deliver us into the promises of God. This is the power of God. Amen. And throughout the scriptures we see it on display. One of the New Testament displays of his power was the infilling, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit from heaven. The scripture describes that when they were all with one accord in one place, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. Amen. Kind of like a small group. And, and they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Hallelujah. This was the power of God. This was not just a one-time experience. This wasn't just a, a little thrill, but, but, but this was the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And it was the indwelling of God's power. For Jesus told them before they went to the upper room, he said that after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. Hallelujah. Power from on high. God has power. And I need to tell you, our world needs the power of God. Our world desperately needs the power of God. I don't have to tell you, you, you've looked at it in your newspapers, you've seen it online. I don't have to tell you anymore about how desperately our world needs the power of God. We need God's power to break chains of addiction. We need it. We need God's power to put marriages back together. We need God's power. We need God's power to come heal spiritual blindness and spiritual deafness. We need God to move on our cities. We need God to move in our nation's capital. We need God to move in every country of this world. Our world is upside down and the only thing that can make it right is the power of God. I'm going to tell you something. The government can borrow another $100 billion from itself all they want. And it won't be enough to solve the problem that this world has. This world needs God to move. We need God to show up. We need the Holy Ghost to be outpoured. We need the Holy Ghost power. We need power. We need power. People are lost and don't know it. People are lost and don't care. We need the power of God to reawaken us, to stir us, to send us into a place of acknowledgement of God. Paul tells us in Romans 1 that the power of God is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he said, I am debtor to the Greeks and I am debtor to the barbarians. Now you have to know that when he said that, he was talking about two different spectrums of society. The Greeks were known for their philosophical thinking and reasoning. They considered themselves to be tremendously intelligent. 
The barbarians were called barbarians because they literally would, would say, uh, they, they, were, they were called barbarians because they would speak like babies. They would say, ba-ba, ba-ba. At least that's what, that's what people who weren't a barbarian said of the barbarians, that they don't know how to talk. So Paul was saying, listen, it doesn't matter how smart you are or how, or how unsmart you are. I am debtor. What do you mean you are debtor? I'm telling you that Jesus gave me something that I am now indebted for the rest of my life to share. I am debtor to everybody I meet. The smartest to the least smartest. The wealthiest to the least wealthy. I'm debtor to anybody. Whosoever will, let him come and drink of the waters of life freely. I am debtor. I owe it to God. You don't know what he brought me from. You don't know what he delivered me from. Is there anybody in this house who can say, God brought me out of the miry clay? Is there anybody in this house who can say, he lifted me out of a pain that I could not break free from myself? Hey, if he's not done anything for you, then you don't need to praise him. If he's not been God to you, then you don't need to act like he's something you don't believe that he is. But if you know today that he brought you out. But I'm going to tell you something. If you'll try him, you'll find him faithful. If you'll seek him, he will be found. If you'll knock, the door shall be opened unto you. Hallelujah. I don't praise God out of obligation. I praise God because he's worthy. I don't praise God out of some sort of a ceremonial ritual. I praise God because he's worthy. I say thank God for the blood because his blood washed me clean. I say thank God for the word because his word broke the chains in my mind. I say thank God for the name because his name is a strong tower and I have found him to be faithful. God wouldn't want you to praise him if God isn't who he says he is. But he is who he says he is. So he tells you, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Hallelujah. Paul said, I am debtor to to everybody I meet. To preach to them this gospel that saved my soul. So as much as in me is, I'm ready. I'm ready. Look at your neighbor say, I'm ready. Look at your other neighbor and say, get ready. I'm ready to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Now, folks, you know what? I'm going to just tell you something. It's easy for me to get up here and preach the gospel. I've got an amen corner here, amen corner here. 
Amen corner here. Amen, amen corner back there. Amen corner over here. I got folks clapping their hands saying, preach, preacher, we agree. The apostle Paul had no such luxury. When he preached to audiences, they were ready to imprison him. When he preached to audiences, they wanted to beat him. When he preached to audiences, they lay in wait privately to kill him. You know what he said to those audiences? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power. We need the power. The power is in the gospel. Hallelujah. He said, you can put me in prison, but I'm still not ashamed. You can lay stripes upon my back, but I'm still not ashamed. He said, you can lay in privately wait to kill me, but I'm still not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is what it says it is. It's the power of God. Hallelujah. That power of God is inside the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Let me tell you what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. The gospel of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, is the life of Jesus. He was born as a babe in a manger. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He was brought forth, hallelujah, made of a woman, made under the law. Thank you, Jesus. He took upon himself the form of a servant and was obedient. He was obedient even unto death. Not just any death, the death of the cross. He lived his life the way every one of us is required to live our lives and how every one of us is incapable of living our lives. All of us are supposed to live like Jesus and none of us are able to live like Jesus. So Jesus lived like we are supposed to live for us on our behalf. He overcame, you know all those pesky temptations you and I keep falling to, struggling with, stumbling over, all that envy, all that pride, all that lust, all that hate, all that unforgiveness and bitterness. Jesus was faced with all of those temptations but was without sin in his natural body. All of those diseases that he encountered, he took authority over every manner of disease. There is no manner of disease that Jesus did not conquer. You can try to find some kind of an obscure strand of leukemia. Jesus has already confronted that disease and taken authority over that disease. The doctors may not have a cure for it, but God has a cure for it because the power of God is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. They can tell you all they want that there is no cure for alcoholism. Once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus can wash you clean and strip from you every desire that your body ever had for alcohol. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus can cleanse your brain, cleanse your nervous system, and you'll never crave nicotine again. Because God has all power. Hallelujah. I want you to know if you'll lay it all on the altar, he'll put your marriage back together again. Have you drifted far 
from where you were when you first met at the altar, when you stood in front of that preacher and you said, for better, for worse, in sickness and health, till death do us part. I do, I do. And now you're far from what you were at that point, ready to give up, ready to throw in the towel. Come back to the altar. I said, come back to the altar and stand before God, kneel in his presence and say, God, I can't figure this out. I don't know what to do. Men apparently are from Mars and women apparently are from Venus. I want you to know they're not from Mars or Venus. You're both on earth, but you need a miracle. Not from Mars, not from Venus, but from heaven. You need the power of God to move in your marriage. It's in the gospel. It's in the gospel. The gospel is the life of Jesus Christ. He lived a life of obedience. He lived a life of submission. He lived a life of servanthood. That's, that's the life Jesus lived. When he died upon the cross, he died as a spotless lamb. He died as a spotless man. And, and the blood that he shed was blood that had never been shed on this planet. The blood of an innocent human being who had resisted all temptation, who had overcome all forms of disease. And that blood, when it was shed, broke the law in half. It fulfilled the law, rather, but tore the veil in the temple in twain and caused the law to be fulfilled. And Jesus the Christ accomplished on our behalf what we were unable to accomplish for ourselves. So he was buried in a borrowed tomb. Somebody asked, why did Jesus borrow a tomb? If he was such a good businessman, why didn't he already have a tomb ready? Somebody said, well, why would you buy something you were only going to use for three days? He was impeccable in business. He didn't need that. He's going to use it for three days. He signed a three-day lease. Said, you can have it back when I'm done. Because this is part of the gospel. That tomb is part of the gospel. And it's not meant to seal up the power of God. It is meant to be conquered by the power of God. He came forth from that grave, hallelujah, triumphant over death, hell, and the grave. And when he came out of the grave, he came out in a resurrected body, showing himself alive by many infallible proofs. Glory to God. He ascended on high to where they looked upon him as he ascended. Two men clothed in white said unto them as they looked upon him ascending and said, Why stand ye here gazing just as he ascended? so shall he descend in like manner yes part of the gospel is that Jesus is coming again and he's going to rapture his church and he has prepared a place for us that where he is there we may be also I bring to you, I don't bring to you the life of Joel Urshan. I bring to you the life of Jesus Christ. I bring to you the death of Jesus Christ. I bring to you the burial of Jesus Christ. I bring to you the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The ascension of Jesus Christ. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost. The second coming of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. To live with him. To rule with him. To reign with him. This word gospel simply means good news glory 
You want the good news or the bad news first? I'll give you the bad news first. The bad news is the world is falling apart. Oh, but I got good news. The bad news is Hurricane Harvey's flooding all of Houston. Oh, but I got good news. The bad news is Hurricane Irma's covering the whole peninsula of Florida. But I still got, I got good news coming. The bad news is Puerto Rico has been in an emergency crisis where the whole power grid got shut down. And, and, and it's a tough time, a difficult time. Oh, but I have, I have good news to bring. The bad news is, is that there's gun violence in Las Vegas, Nevada. Ladies and gentlemen, a terrible tragedy that, that occurred when a man decided to murder, murder uh, uh, people that were just innocently standing in the Vegas Strip. And, and he just opened fire on them and it was a terrible tragedy. That's the bad news. The bad news is North Korea is threatening to, to fire intercontinental, intercontinental ballistic nuclear warheads at the United States of America. That's the bad news. The bad news is Tehran would like to point missiles at Jerusalem. That's the bad news. Oh, but the good news is this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you that the same power that looked into this world and saw darkness and something that was void without form, darkness upon the face of the deep, but brought light and brought glory and brought power and brought illumination. That power is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you that the same power that brought a great east wind against the Red Sea and parted the waters, that same power is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody lift your hands unto him and rejoice. Come on, lift your voice unto him and rejoice. Come on, all across this building, lift your hands and rejoice. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody give him praise for the gospel. Somebody give him praise for the gospel. Somebody shout unto God because he has all power. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and stand with me if you will. I'm, I'm, I'm finished. Go ahead and stand with me if you will. Hallelujah. I've got good news to bring. I said I've got good news to bring. Because not only did Jesus live and die and was buried and resurrected and ascended and poured out his spirit and is coming again. But this is what he said to you and I who are flawed and failing and suffering and struggling. And can't get our heads above water. This is what he said to us. He said, repent. Turn. I don't know what it is that you're tempted to do when you leave this house. But turn from your wicked ways. Hallelujah. God is giving you a chance right now to heed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Repent. He said, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. 
none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We got a lot of heroes in our history, but not one of those names can wash your sins away. But when you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, he will wash your sins away and you shall receive the gift. The gift of the Holy Ghost. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying, I got good news. I've got good news. Why are we having small groups? Because we have good news. There's some really good news. You can, you can get online right now and you can go to the first set of bad news you want to. Or you can stop where you are, lift up your hands. Say, I will not be afraid for one more day. Lord, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. California has been suffering from the ravages of wildfires. People literally having to evacuate their homes. One of our friends, one of our friends was, was, was evacuating their home and, and in their car trying to escape the fire. She and her husband and their children she was nine months expecting she was actually to have the cesarean section that day but the hospital was shut down because of the the flames of fire so she was having to reroute the way she would have this taken care of they were in the car evacuating and the flames got too close the winds were carrying the fire across the way it was coming down through the forest. It was coming down through the communities that reached their neighborhood. They were in a traffic jam. The cars were stopped. Nobody could move. And the fire was getting closer and closer until finally the wind blew the fire and the fire actually reached their automobile and caught their fi- car on fire. This nine months pregnant mother jumped out of that car They ran back to their house that they had just evacuated in the middle of all this inferno. Grabbed their bikes and began to ride out of that inferno on their bikes. She put her two babies in the the back little attachment that attaches itself to the bike and and they rode for dear life until a man who saw them riding, he was in a Jeep and he he was able to help them and get them to safety. But they had to go through that flame. Folks, the bad news is this world is on fire everywhere you look. But the good news is there's a way of escape. There's a way of escape. Come on, somebody lift up your hands right now. Lift up your hands right now. Go ahead, lift up your hands right now. Go ahead. All across this building, the Spirit of the Lord move upon you. The Spirit of the Lord move upon you. Come on, lift up your voice unto God and say, God, I need you right now. God, I need you right now. Lord, I call on you right now. I need you to move in my family. I need you to move in my home. In the name of Jesus, I want somebody right now that needs a touch of God in their life. I want you to come forward and say, God, I need you in my life. I can't wait another day. I can't wait another day. Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus. There you go. There you go. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, there is power. 
Come on, lift up your hands, lift up your voice and declare that name. To break every chain, break every chain. Come on, lift up your voice right now. Yes, that's it, John. That's it, John. That's it. In the name of Jesus. 